of Batch Shit Crazy, the podcast where we talk about all the crazy shit that happens on The Bachelor. Um, here I am with my co-host, Spencer Pierce. Howdy, howdy. Um, and we're really excited to get into this episode. What a great episode it was. Yeah, it seemed, uh, I don't know, it seemed kind of fast this week. Like yeah. I, I looked up at the clock and it was already 8.40 when I checked and it seemed like nothing happened, but this was an episode that there was a lot of stuff. Like we got, we started off with the rose ceremony. We went to a one-on-one then we got a group date. Then we got another one-on-one and then we get led into next week with a two-on-one. So obviously just like always, we're going to break that stuff down, but why don't we start at the very beginning of the episode and It's a continuation of last week's episode where Katie confronts Matt and says there's a lot of bullying and toxicity in the house. Um, And so Matt addresses that in the beginning of the cocktail party and uh, we'll go from there. So, Yeah, I thought that it was really an important moment as a lead to really address this. Um, You know, obviously he hasn't been a contestant before so he's not like super familiar with a lot of like the bachelor drama i'm sure he did his homework but i don't know i found it really admirable as a lead that he like stood in front of the whole group and was like i don't stand for this and then we saw um you know the the girls that were let go this episode you know he had said to them like i want this to be a safe environment and i i again i found that really admirable he wanted it to be a safe environment for the girls, um, you know, like specifically the new girls, because they were clearly the ones being targeted. But even just in general, I think a lot of these girls that were super toxic. And I think that um, it was really great to see Matt be like, look, I want this to be a safe environment. And if you being here makes it unsafe, then I don't want you here anymore. And, you know, that translate, translates into like, I don't want that as, you know, someone in my life or like, or as my wife so i don't know i found that really great and you know started off strong with saying a huge goodbye to anna wow 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 was i just over the moon by that conversation um you know like i said first of all she was on the chopping block okay she was last like every single rose ceremony like she was going home like soon anyway but for him to be like you are making this unsafe and like uncomfortable for other people in the house like i don't want you here i was like yes that is exactly what i needed to hear i didn't want some bullshit goodbye that was like i just don't also he i think said to her something that we've haven't heard like he was like i just don't see you being a part of the rest of this journey he phrased it in a different way that we haven't really gotten like it's just usually like too bad it's usually like i can't get there with you or like i don't see myself getting there with you like the classic phrases but he was like i just don't see you as a part of this journey anymore like it was so it was refreshing Um, i don't know i just think it's like with the girls that are left who like actually has a chance i give it like maybe maybe five if i'm being generous of like where he's like i can get there with you and then obviously we'll get to you know one of the ones that he talks about but with anna and some of the other girls that left this episode i just they were just there to to build their brand and and really just stir up drama um can we just talk about how fake how fake of a crier anna was okay did a tear did a tear come out of her her eyes no not one tear and you know what i don't have a problem with not crying like some people just react differently and whatever but but don't try to cry it was clear that it was fake crying because she was making the noises making the faces but not one tear 
yeah. fell from her eye. Like, like you don't that have was... to cry, but no, you don't have but to. if you're going to try to cry, you, you better make sure something comes out of your eyes. It was, it was insane. And it was just, oh my God, that was such, like, literally I was watching my friends and like, we were all like, what is going on? There's nothing coming out. Like, it was just so fake. It, it was, was just- like, to me, it was like, it was kind of like when a dog cries, like she was making those noises and, and like dogs can't really have like tears coming down their face, but like, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It was, it was insane. It, it was like the cherry on top of her experience there just being mm-hmm. like fake, 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 fake. And she talked it off with a nice fake cry. So goodbye, Anna. We'll not miss you. Um, although when she was like, when she was like, that was my fault. I felt kind of like indifferent about that in my opinion just because when she was like I clearly made a mistake like it's my fault like I don't know it was just kind of like a Hail Mary because you didn't have a chance with them anyway no it was a Hail Mary what is she gonna what is she gonna go in there and say it was my fault but I'm not sorry for it I don't know I just thought she was doing whatever she could to like stay there because she knew it was like the end yeah exactly but 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 yeah uh I don't remember who it was and this is transitioning a little bit to when so Anna gets walked out Matt comes back in and no one knows that it's Katie that told Matt um Mm -hmm. that there was toxicity in the house and I was actually expecting her to speak up obviously in that situation I can't really blame her for being quiet because everyone would have gone after her but what I was intrigued by was so Victoria starts apologizing to like Catalina and is like, it was a joke. I took your crown. Other girls started apologizing and I can't exactly remember which girl it was, but they said, if you were, I think it was in um, just them on the camera. I don't know what that's called, but um, Confessional. they said if they were truly sorry, they could have done this. Oh, it was Ryan. I think it was Ryan. They said, yeah. if, if, um, if you were truly sorry, You could have said this last week. You could have said this at any other point, but now that it's like out and we saw Anna get punished for her actions, now is when said something too. Yeah, right. Now brought up and now you're gonna apologize just to save your ass. Like Right. I appreciate that a lot from Ryan. I think that she was a very vulnerable with Matt. And I think that she was I think it was good that the girls were giving very clear examples of what was happening in the house. The J V varsity, you know ryan being called names at victoria the grabbing of the crown like just the unkind words and i thought and you know we'll talk about justenia later but mentioned like the word antagonist like people were being specific with him which is what he needed to make those decisions um but yeah 100 percent, it was such bullshit that just because matt called it out they were all just like starting to apologize i mean you know in a way i kind of appreciated the apology but at the same time it was kind of like too little too late yeah um, I just, but it was yeah. it was definitely a hail mary for a lot of girls. Um, but yeah, if you're not apologizing for something until it kind of gets like caught, then it basically just invalidates everything. Um, yeah. And also, something I want to bring up is I think it's the first time when Ryan went to talk to Matt. I think it was the first time anyone ever mentioned Victoria being like the toxic villain in the house. Like, first of all, good for Ryan, like, got a lot of of credibility, I feel like. Um, And I just, no one was, was quite simply brave enough to bring up Victoria's name. And now that the narrative is kind of changing, like they got rid of Anna, who was, was in the last two episodes, frankly, was Victoria's sidekick. She's gone. Victoria basically stands no power because even MJ, who we now is seeing becoming the villain, she she's not on Victoria's side, really. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was crazy. And I think that it was just, yeah, it was really admirable of Ryan to, like, say that to him and to open up about her experience with Victoria. And I just think that it was definitely eye-opening for Matt, and which then, just to transition a little bit, like, then we see his conversation with Victoria. Now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people anticipated this being the end of Victoria's reign. 
um, on the show. But that's your crazy episode five. Spencer said it. <laughs> roll the roll the clip. Um, but yeah, it was it was the words that I've always been really just taken aback by Victoria and the things that she says and the the her whole kind of persona. And I think that we've seen a lot of, of this season that she says extremely outlandish things. And it's this episode, it was made like painfully apparent that like she has zero self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And this is either an act, like th- it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, this just can't be real. Like she either is acting or there's like something where she struggles with like maybe social awareness, social um, so, uh, self-awareness, like the things that she said this episode, you know, to name a few. Nobody can be with Matt except for me. I'm literally the perfect girl for him. I'm loyal. I'm like so loyal. Yeah. She was like, I don't know why everyone's calling me toxic. Like I'm literally the least toxic person in this house. Like how is Matt going to be with anybody else but me? I'm obviously the perfect choice. How about this one? He's not my king and I'm the queen. Matt is a jester. Yeah. And just to quickly go off of that, like we need, so spoiler alert, you've seen the episode. Victoria is no more. She is gone during the rose ceremony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was, it was such a relief. And we have to talk about her exit. Wait, can I just say one thing before we get there? Yes. yes. Something that kind of flew under the radar, but the way that Matt went about it was very admirable because he went about it in the same way that he got rid of Anna where he said I can't have you making other girls uncomfortable in the house so explain to me your side and we can go from there I'm trying to you know think back to the other seasons I've seen where there's drama and I can't remember a lead saying this is how many people have come up to me and told me you're acting give me your side and I'm going to basically do exactly what I did to another girl. So basically what I'm trying to say is that he holds the same standards and I really admire that he, he didn't make an exception to Victoria, if that makes sense. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think I, I, I agree. I'm glad we're not glazing over this because that was a huge conversation because Victoria's also punchline of the night was, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's not malicious. It's, it's, it's never <laughs> malicious with me. Like, first of all, yes, it is. Like it, again, like it was like right when it was called out, all the girls were like, it's never malicious. I'm sorry. But that was like the phrase that she said, it's never malicious all night. She also said that to Matt and she was like, that was completely taken out of context. Oh. <laughs> and then he looked at her and said, okay, can you explain like, in what context it would be okay to call somebody that, that name and what, what she said to Ryan, like, in what context is that appropriate? And she, what Liv was like dumbfounded. She literally was like, uh, like, I don't know. And she just, she just rolled her eyes and went to fucking cry somewhere. And, and then, yeah, I, I think. And that then that made was- the claim that if she, if Matt doesn't give her a rose, she'll die. Oh, so, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah, literally. she. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. And I think, yeah, the conversation with Matt and Victoria was admirable. I'm glad it's finally squashed, but just to kind of circle back. So she does not receive a rose of the rose ceremony. You know, most of the time what happens, you know, people go up to the bachelor and say, or bachelor, bachelorette, you know, I'm sorry, you know, it was so nice to meet you. Like, you know, good luck. Like, I hope you find her. Things like that. Encouraging words upon, you know, the rest of their journey. What does Victoria do? She walks up to Matt, looks at him in the face, and just says something crazy. I don't even remember. She said, she like, said I feel sorry. I feel yeah. sorry for you for the choice of girls that you make or like the girls that you have left or something. Yeah, because she was like, I'm clearly the best choice. She lacks such a self-awareness. And it's honestly, as a viewer, concerning. And 
and and I'm I'm really happy that she's gone. And I don't think we've ever seen any type of goodbye like that since like Blair when they didn't get you know engaged at the end. Or we've never really seen, especially just like in a kind of early on rose ceremony, we've never seen mm-hmm. anything like that. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But you know, we kind of touched on it last episode a little bit, and I posted on our account at that shit crazy podcast on Instagram. Subtle plug. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think that there needs to be a call, you know, towards ABC, um, just about, just about, um, obviously there's plenty of issues within the franchise. You know, we've seen that kind of call for racial diversity and casting and how important, you know, representation is. And, you know, another kind of bucket list item that I think needs to be addressed with the team is the issue of slut shaming on the show. Um, it's been a problem for many seasons. Um, but for me as a viewer, this season was really a tipping point to the point where she was saying, you know, extremely hateful words and, you know, derogatory, oppressive words towards the other women in, in their house to, in the house to shame them for like their sexuality or, you know, their sexual endeavors and their sexual life. And, and it is, it was so explicit this season. And I think there needs to be some type of call for ABC about really not having a zero tolerance policy for that type of behavior on the show. It's one thing for drama. It's one thing for, you know, the kick. It's, it's, this was too much and this crossed a line. And so as a viewer, I will not miss Victoria at all. I think that she was so inappropriate the entire season. Sure. She brought some drama. Sure. She's a little crazy, but I, it, it really got to the point where I was kind of like almost or I was last last episode. I truly was uncomfortable watching her say the things that she did about Brittany, about you know the girls in the house. Like it was just so uncomfortable, and I'm really glad that she's gone. Um, any thoughts on that? No, I feel like we kind of aired it out last episode. But all I can think about the woman tell all is going to be absurd. Oh, going to be oh, absurd. I hope they have one. They will. They How- didn't. Oh, they had a mental all, but it was so lame last season. No, I think they're definitely going to have one. We'll see. Um, But, you know, just moving on a little bit, the rose ceremony, um, we saw some of our favorites go. Uh, Favorites? Favorites? favorites, I I loved Mari. She was on my team this week. I loved her, and I feel so bad because literally, like, I just feel like she, she won every single group date, like, prize that she could win. She tried to open up about her struggles with like the with the hurricanes in Puerto Rico and stuff, and she got tapped on the shoulder by a vibrator. Like I've just had a sweet like I don't know I've had a soft spot for her, and like I just am really sad that she's gone. So you know justice for Mari, and we also have have here that Lauren was that was gone this week, which was really sad. Very very odd that Lauren just didn't say anything when she left. I didn't even notice that. She, hu- she hugged Matt and just walked away. Huh. I wonder if it just wasn't aired? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But Justice for Lauren. We see, we see the Queen Victoria fall. Um, she's gone. See you later. Now let's move on to the one-on-one where Rachel gets her own fashion show. She gets, uh, you know, I don't even want to know how, how much money all of those clothes cost. Um, it so was a cute. It wasn't even cute. Like that first dress she walked yellow out Yellow thing. <laughs> it was not even cute. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was so, it was a cute date. We've seen it, you know, we saw it on Colton season with Kaylin. They went on like a little like shopping date. Yeah. Um, it was it was fine, but and then she got to keep it all, which was kind of sick. Yeah, and you know what I really like about Rachel, which is making me upset because we'll talk about it in a little bit. But I really like about about Rachel um, how I just feel like she gen- genuinely has feelings for Matt, and she feels very like giddy around him, and um, like even just the fact that she like teared up when she got the group date or the the one-on-one date like she was genuinely so excited mm-hmm. and that's why i kind of believe in what happened later in the night um which really 
took everyone by surprise. It was very like, I don't think like falling for each other, but I just think it was like a little soon. I think what is this week five and people are already saying they're falling in love, including the bachelor. Like usually the bachelor doesn't even say it until like maybe fantasy suites. And they're like, I'm falling in love with you. Like that was crazy that he said that. And they both said like, I'm falling for you at the dinner portion. And I, honestly was just like whoa let's slow down here people but i really think that she's gonna win but here's here's the thing for some odd reason it almost seems excuse me it almost seems like she hasn't been like shown in this season until this episode if that makes sense like we know she's around we know that they have talked and like seemingly have a connection but to me i i don't know i have a feeling that she wins but by this point it's kind of i don't want to say it's apparent who wins or even makes the final four but it almost seems it almost seems like she's just kind of been like in the background until this episode i don't know i think she's been riding on a lot of that first night you know, interaction that they had, like she was, she, you know, was definitely a contender for the uh, first impression rose. Um, I think that they had a really strong connection night one. I think that's kind of what she's been riding on. And also like, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, she's been pretty present on the group dates. I do think that she still has, you know, has, has had a presence on the show. Um, I'm happy that she got a one-on-one because I think that they're, you know, we'll get to it a little bit, but there are definitely people that I'm like, okay, like you're kind of due for a one-on-one now. Like, and I think I, I was happy that Rachel got it. Um, but yeah, like, I think like that, Maggie, like Maggie. Um, <laughs> but I think that, um, you know, I really enjoyed this date and I think that, um, I don't know. I thought that it was genuine between them. I, I think it was a little shocking just because of the timing of things, you know, it was a little soon to say those things to each other, but I think the way that they kind of interact and the way that um, they're clearly like giddy for each other. Um, I think that it was, I think that it was really sweet that they had that moment. Definitely just a little shocking because of timing, but overall I thought it was cute. Um, but there is a little bit of an issue. A little. A little. It's, it's a pretty big issue that surfaced with Rachel. Um, if you want to talk about it, you can, but um yeah, there's some things in her past that have, you know, the internet is powerful, people. Like, if, yeah. you have shit, if you have skeletons in your closet, like, air that out. Get it, like, delete it. Like, they will find you because donation is ruthless. Yeah, okay. So, if you don't know what we're referring to, there, it, it actually was, uh, I think someone posted it, like, a few weeks ago, like, sort toward a, Oh my gosh, I can't even speak. Towards the beginning of the season, um, because I remember something a little bit about it, but basically someone this week posted a TikTok about Rachel and how she has in the past bullied girls for dating black guys. Um, she and her family. With, you know, dressing up. Dressing up as as uh, as natives, like it's just um, I don't I don't know because if the here's the thing if the bullying girls about dating black guys is true, there's no way she's on the show to be like to be wifed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I do believe in like change, but that does not excuse that behavior and I also think like it's I mean and her parents like donate a lot to kind of like conservative um Trump you know supporting uh you know funds and things and they're from like a very racist part of Georgia and like just a lot of things have come out about her and her family that have been pretty negative and in response to the outfits that um you know Rachel has been wearing um you know she said her mother apparently posted like oh she just likes pocahontas and that is just really not appropriate at all um and so yeah i think it's gonna be really interesting to see if she does 
you know, continue on the show if she's the winner, if she's, you know, considered for any, um, you know, other franchise opportunities. I think it'll be really interesting to see because this is obviously going to have to be addressed. Um, mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been made pretty present on, you know, so on social media. And um, we will have to see. But also, Matt James has a white Trump-supporting mom, so who knows? And he was a registered Republican until he was named The Bachelor, which then he changed, like, his registration that was online to, I don't even know, like, maybe just, like, independent or maybe Democrat. But um, I think that Matt James, like, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, but it Well, if she, makes, if she makes the final four then maybe the interaction between Matt and her family will give us some sort of clue in. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see, but it's definitely made its presence on TikTok and on social. So mm. um, it could be pretty bad if she does win. It's, it's going to have to be addressed. Like it's, it, it's yeah, it's going to have to be addressed. Um, but moving on a little bit, not to exhaust, you know, this date. Um, then we have our group date for the episode. Um, the group date was the girls went down to a farm, which seemed like the last thing that all of them wanted to be doing. Um, I think they were good sports about it, but I think a lot of them were like, oh my God, I wish I would have known that we were going on a farm so I could have maybe not worn my nice clothes or, you know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Um, I also am convinced, like 100% convinced that farmer, that farmer, like Todd, Tom or whatever his name was. I don't was, know what his name was. I wasn't paying attention. Was 100% and 10% a producer and just dress up as a farmer and went along with the act. Like I'm convinced that it was a producer. Interesting. I, I did not think twice about the, the farmer as he did not exactly impact the episode in, uh, in such a great way. Um, so I think I mentioned it last episode, maybe two episodes ago, maybe three. I have really been having a hard time with these dates. They're not captivating. They're overdone. So we've decided to make a quick little segment whenever there's a group date. And it'll be called Rate This Date. And so for the first one, I would go back um, and do some of the other ones, but they'd probably all be pretty low. So for this first one, I was trying to be lenient, and so I rate this date a 6 out of 10, and here's why. Creativity, I give it like an 8, maybe an, no, no, like an 8, an 8's fine. It's a creative date, no one wanted to be there, but um, like I think it was Katie said, these dates are for you to get out of your comfort zone, it's cool, whatever. The reason it's at a 6 is because what did you get out of this date other than MJ was being two-faced basically and he and Piper made out for like 20 minutes? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to leave this, you know, we talked a little bit about this segment and I really think that it's just going to be Spencer's thing. You know, he's kind of self-proclaimed himself as the residential date hater. So I'm going to leave this to him. I, I trust your expertise. Um, and I agree, it was kind of just like a six out of 10 date for me. Um, yeah, I also just like, when they cut to clips of the girls just like shoveling manure, I'm like, how is this furthering? I mean, I understand that they like kind of have to do it, but like, it's kind of just like, what is this doing for their relationship with Matt? Like poor Matt just has to like go check on them and like make a comment. Like it's just, it felt like a field trip. It was like a field trip. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It did feel like a field trip. and. What, like I said, what kind of brought this date down in points for me was that the entire thing was just forming MJ's villain story. And I don't know, it was just very weird. And if you stay to the end to watch all the girls do like the running with the goats or whatever, and they were looking for something or like a key or something, 
I very much so would have liked to have seen that in the episode and then maybe the girl shoveling the manure at the end of the episode. Yeah. It just didn't bring anything important and I know I'm going off on a rant, but you know what? This is my time. But I'm done. I'm done with this. Creativity. And you know what? Guess what? We saw the promo for next week. They're at like a carnival or something. Guess who did that? Everyone. Everyone did that. Zach and Tasha did that. And then didn't Peter and someone else do it? Probably. It's like yeah. a staple, you know? Come back uh, next week for my zero out of ten. Yeah. Um, so that was right this date. Thank you so much to Spencer for your insight and your expertise on that. Not sponsored. Moving on, <laughs> moving on a little bit, um, this date did um, really do a good job of setting us up for MJ, the villain of the season. You know, now Victoria's gone, Anna's gone. We need someone to be the villain. And the producers did a good job of setting this up. Um, in addition, they also did a good job of setting up the uh, Jacenia. MJ drama because you kind of see Jasenia um, just kind of make little digs um, at MJ the whole time. But it was like, I don't know, I fucking love Jasenia. Like, I think that she was so boss. And like, I thought that I she would love Jasenia as well. That she just made like such funny comments and she just seems like such an amazing person. So I really have enjoyed um, her. And I think that she's super well spoken. But they did a good job of setting up this kind of rivalry between them. Um, MJ's certainly become the new villain. Uh, she is just kind of like, has just kind of taken on the, the role of like this big personality. And um, what kind of happened later on in the episode, um, not to skip the one-on-one, -on -one, but we'll definitely, there, there's a little bit of a contrast between Matt, MJ and Jasenia, which we'll talk about soon. Um, but it was nicely set up during this date. Just to continue on with the progression of the show. Wait, can I object for a second? Sure. I think that this beef is like extremely random. I think MJ is just one of many girls in the house that was bullying other girls. I think you take MJ and you could have replaced her with Serena um obviously anna and victoria are gone and now of course i'm struggling to come up with other girls names that were mean to people but i think mj it was and then it was very weird that katie in her confessional was like yeah mj's kind of acting different like i feel like i didn't really notice that and then also definitely kind of weird that they, it's almost like they spun a wheel of like mean girls and nice girls. And they were like, mm, who are we going to screw over this time? Mm, Jasenia. Yeah. Like why I pick Jasenia out of the crowd? You know what I mean? Well, cause she mentioned that thing to Matt. Like she mentioned. But I think anyone, I think really anyone could have been against MJ, if that makes sense. Like it yeah, was just kind of like they dragged her into it. I don't know. Yeah, but Jasenia said her name. So like she's putting herself into the fire, which I don't think was inappropriate at all. I think that Jasenia is a boss and she was just being honest with Matt and just and MJ made her, her bed by being a fucking bully to the rest of the people. So I don't know. Also, as you mentioned, you know, like quote unquote mean girls in the house. I don't think she's a mean girl, but I definitely think she had her moment last episode or two episodes ago. Piper, we saw that fucking 20 minute makeout. Clearly she gets the one-on-one -on -one next week, which I was literally saying out loud as they were making out. I was like, okay, so she's going to get a one-on-one -on -one soon. I feel like they're just like low-key hot and heavy for each other. And like, also, I was talking about this with my roommate. I do not believe that he ran straight up to Piper when he was running away from whatever had happened. Like, remember when it cuts like him running away? Yeah, MJ was chasing him with the egg. Yeah, and then the next clip was him running right to Piper. For some reason, I just think that, that was like master editing, and I don't think that he like ran straight to Piper. Also, it was extremely clear that Piper was in a confessional when that happened. Exactly. She was in a confessional. The, the, the way the camera was set up, 
So part of me, I don't know. I feel like that was probably like in a weird way planned, but also no, that's, it was that just- to me makes it seem more authentic. She was literally in the middle of a sentence and was like, oh, hi. Yeah, it was Whatever. definitely like, everyone was like, whoa, like, okay. It was a little bit much, but um, but clearly she gets the one-on-one next week, which will be interesting to see because she kind of had like the mean girl vibe like two episodes ago. So that'll definitely be interesting. Um, but just to continue on, our next one-on-one date was Kit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little shocking. And I, I just wanted to mention too quickly that I was... I was kind of expecting Abigail to get a one-on-one and my, you know, my friends and I were talking and I was like, I feel like, you know, at this point, like clear, clearly Abigail was starting to get insecure about their relationship. She got the, you know, group date rose, um, from the farm date, I think, cause they had yeah. like a really nice time together. But at this point, it's kind of clear that Abigail is really, really like holding on to that first impression rose. And I think, viewers are starting to lose a little bit of faith in their connection yeah um, because it's kind of been a while and i think that um abigail was like at this point she's kind of like well overdue for her one-on-one time um and so in that way the fact that kit was chosen was a little shocking um but when we get to the date the date was at matt's house which was kind of fun um kit mentioned that her happy places with her mom in the kitchen which Let's just talk about Kit's mom. Cynthia Rowley. You may know her. You may know her fashion. We knew that Kim was an heiress, but like her mom is Cynthia Rowley and worth $100 million. It was- um, Full disclosure, I have no idea who that is. Okay. Anyway, moving on. They had a cute, fun date cooking. What do you think? I mean, I'd love to hear what you. Oh, my! well, I was only going to rate the dates for the group date, but I don't know. It was cute. Yeah, no, that's fine. Something about it, like, something about it seems super illegal, if that makes sense. Like, so we're, you and I are both 20 and Kit's 21. So something about it like he Matt's 29 something about that eight year age difference just throws me off a little bit like Matt is a good portion of his life has been he's been out of college he played football he's now the bachelor he's had he has a successful job he lives in a what is what Kit should be a junior in college yeah definitely confusing although i kind of like how kit is kind of a boss like i feel like she has a lot of like good punchlines and kind of like one-liners that matt appreciates and she kind of has this like spunk to her which i really like um but if i'm gonna be completely honest here this whole date just felt horny and matt literally looked like he just wanted to like like they were on the kitchen counter and I was just like, where is this going? Should I close my eyes? Like I, he clearly, I think is just very like, I don't know. I think he likes her spunk, but I think there's a lot of physical attraction, especially since she's like super young. I think that he thinks that's attractive. Not entirely sure, but my friends and I are watching it being like, oh my God, what is about to happen? Like, this is like low key, hot and heavy, like whatever. So um, Did I watch the same episode? I didn't feel like that at all. Well, she said they were like, "Is this kind of like what it's like?" In, uh, she was like, "This is pretty different than like what I usually do in the kitchen or like something like that." I don't know. It was. It was. I don't know. There was some undertones for sure. I didn't get that vibe. It's okay though. We all did watching it. Um, but yeah, I think that. Um, I think. Overall, it was a cute date, and I'm happy that Kit got a little extra time, but I am a little bit worried about my girl, Abigail, moving forward. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far Kit goes. I feel like she's kind of nearing her end. I would say... Yeah, I think... I would say maybe well, I this... I just didn't know episode- that they even had those, like, deep conversations about, like, 
cooking and like home yeah. and stuff. It's just yeah. to show that like we, that's why I like, I don't know. I feel like I really try to make judgments on the um, contestants when they say like, based on what they say and what has aired, you know, like I can make a judgment that Victoria is a bitch or not nice because of the explicitly well, the quantity, yeah. Said. And I, yeah, and, and exactly like the, the fact that it was a repetitive thing with Kit, it's been difficult for me to kind of get a feel on her because I think a lot of the, the things that have happened, a feel on her and a feel on their relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's been hard because I think a lot of it's kind of been off camera or like not aired. Um, so like, yeah, she mentioned, you know, she had opened up to him about the fact that like she loved the kitchen and blah, blah, blah. And like, we didn't even know that. So yeah, I'm not going to like make a, a call on how far she goes. I don't think that she's going to be in like the top four or anything, but I do, I could definitely see her you know, maybe being like top seven, top six. I just feel like they haven't really showed her. And for that, it's like their relationship seems a little like shallow to me, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, so we got that one-on-one. And then circling back to the drama between MJ and Jacenta. Mm-hmm. Uh so I wrote down that this is by far the most scripted drama slash just like the way they went about all of this that I have ever seen in my, what is it, three seasons now, four maybe? Yeah. Not only what? did it seem scripted, but it seemed staged. Well, yeah, What what is what is the difference? Like just like the whole thing felt very staged as if there were like directions. I'm like, okay, you're going to walk this way. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what I meant by walk away. That's what I meant by scripted. Well, coming from a theater background, like they just mean different things to me. So. Well, what does scripted mean to you? Like I think of like a script with words. All right. Well, basically they're the exact same thing. Uh, What my, what, what I base that off of is, they both got ready with makeup and their dresses during the day. Like mm-hmm. they both were in their dresses, makeup, and it was light outside. You could very well tell that there was the sun. Then they got into the same fucking car, the same car. And they're sitting there like brother and sister that just got in a fight. And they're like, hmm, with their, like, their arms crossed in the back seat. That was hilarious to me. Then they, like, storm out of the car. And they're, like, stride for stride walking to the couch. MJ sits down. Jasenia goes to the other couch across the way. There's no chance. There's no chance. Literally negative a billion chance that this was, like, an organic thing. 100%. I, I could not agree with you more. It was it it looked fully choreographed like it was <laughs> exactly exactly it was and it i mean i want to just mention too like i think this is the future of two-on-ones in old seasons you know when you would see a two-on-one date there would be a date card obviously we saw a date card with this one but it's like hey meet me before the cocktail party a lot of the times two-on-ones were completely separate dates that took like an entire day that yeah. was kind of the old version of a two-on-one i think this version where it's like hey meet me before the cocktail party we saw it with peter we saw it with taisha now we're seeing it with matt james mm-hmm. i think this is the future of two-on-ones where it's like okay let's figure this shit out before everybody else gets here and i, I can send one of you home yeah um uh so yeah i think that that was really interesting but um do you have any predictions if Justenia gets sent home i'm gonna be fucking pissed i have mentioned this many times I love Jasenia. I've liked her since the start. I think that she's fun. I think that she's well-spoken. She just looks like a freaking boss and like she has her life together. She was so well-spoken over MJ, who was being so rude to her at the end when she was like, don't speak over me. Don't mm-hmm. speak over me. Like when she was like, don't speak over me because I want to speak over you. Like it was so, it was so gross. And I just think that it was um, really and 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 Jasenia waited until she was done rambling. 
she was, mm-hmm. what do you mean she's talking over you? She was well, only she, like, <laughs> MJ, literally, she literally just sent you like, let MJ speak, have her whole thing that was so crazy. And then just then he said, okay, are you, are you done? She speaking? goes, are you okay, done? Step in. Very polite, very mature. She then very maturely, respectfully shared her side of the story and not, not only her side of the story and like her perception of things, she was sharing facts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fact. MJ came up with the whole JV varsity thing. MJ was clearly like kind of unkind to the new girls. Like she, awesome. she was definitely a part in creating that toxic environment. And so Justenia was just spitting facts and what, and, and MJ was like, stop speaking over me. You know, Justenia, I don't even want to hear it. That's when people say that to you, when people say that to you, they know that you're right. This happens a lot with my mom and I, I'll try to talk to her. And whoa, we'll have whoa, whoa, I, I'm, I'm personal saying, I'm turn. Saying, well, I'm just saying this, like, wow. frustrating, like when you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and you're saying you're not even like facts, but like your side of the story and you know that you're truthful and you know that you have a point with things, but, but Wow. The person, the person's just like, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I, I, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this because they know that you have a point. And that was clearly something that happened this episode. MJ was just like, I don't want to hear it. I love harmony, peace and harmony. I own, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. Wow. The amount of times that she said, I lead this house. I am a leader. I love peace and harmony. I was like, okay, then why are you causing, why are you causing unhappiness? Definitely an, definitely an odd answer to my question of if you had a prediction, but I, I value your opinion and I hear My, my prediction is that Jasenia stays. Stays? Yes. I think they're both going to leave. MJ, I think I'm they're both leaving. I think they're either both going to leave or they're both going to stay. No, Jasenia literally needs to stay. MJ needs to go. I hope so, but I don't know. Uh... Poor Marilyn. Um, I, I, the thing is, I used to like MJ before she like started talking. Is that mean? Well, I, 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 I think we can. We talked about it in one episode. I kind of like liked the whole like I'm really into just like and she talked about she liked energies and pieces. Yeah. Of me and oh, cool. Oh, cool. But when she she kind of just seems like she's she sees herself as above people. Yeah. I mean, she, and then she, she said, I'm a leader. I'm a leader in this house. Like, okay. But like, she's just kind of like, I don't know, making her, she clearly has some type of like off perception of herself, but I don't know. It was, yeah. it was very strange. And I am really not a fan of MJ at this point, which is sad because I liked her in the beginning as well, but. Me as well. So why don't we transition into our very last little bit of the episode, one of our favorites, and you can just take it right away. We're going to do our rose ceremony. Kenley, you may continue. Okay, people. So this week, I've made it pretty clear. You can probably guess who I'm giving my rose to, but it goes to my girl, Jasenia for spitting facts, her hair and makeup, always She's looking fire and she was so well-spoken as per usual and I just think that she's one of the most classy women in the house and I think that she was amazing this episode therefore she gets my rose for the week wow very very good my rose is a little bit out of left field and if you are involved in uh, any any Bachelor news, then you may have seen that Dylan from Hannah B's season, I got confused real quick, has basically aired out everything about The Bachelor on Twitter, including claims that Jed did, in fact, not cheat on Hannah. Um, no one thought that that he cheated well the whole like girlfriend thing 
I know, but I don't know why the, the people were like, oh my God, Jed never cheated on him, on, on Hannah, but it's like, we knew that. We've been new. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know. Whatever. But um, Dylan, if, if you haven't seen it yet, you may want to go look at his Twitter and just the replies. Um, a lot of it has to do with the producer's manipulation. Um, something I thought was interesting was that someone said, or someone asked, like, how much of the drama is is real and he said that the producers encourage drama but can never force it um but i just thought it it really caused a stir in the whole in just all of bachelor nation and honestly he has nothing to lose like he has his fiance and hannah g like he will never unless something catastrophic happens in their relationship he will never go on the franchise again so he's actually like doing the dirty work if that makes sense and he's just kind of airing out the producers and like we touched on kenley hopefully they can reevaluate the producers and kind of um just overall improve the quality of the producers because of what we've been seeing this season um so that was kind of a long spiel but i'm gonna give my rose to dylan just for stirring it up keeping it real and he was also always one of my favorites so, um, yeah, I think that that about does it unless you have anything to add. Nope. I think that is it for episode six of Batshit Crazy. Um, we're going to be working on, um, you know, maybe getting a Twitter up soon. So look out for that. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Batshit Crazy Podcast. Um, we post every week um with new fun content we love reposting the bachelor yoda pictures those are super funny and cute um but yeah i think that's all for us this week and we will see you next week